Welcome to the Unguided Outdoors podcast. We ain't podcasted in forever. You gotta tell what the podcast is brought to you by. Yeah, yeah what, how do we even do this? Um, this podcast is brought to you by Trophy Line Tree Saddles. Probably, in my opinion, the best tree saddle on the market. Yeah, we like them. Yeah, they're great. I really need to get Sean on here. Dude, we need to like figure out this. Every podcast I listen to has like a 25-minute intro of like, and yeah. this is this. And, and you have to skip, skip, this. skip, I mean, skip. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, gosh, I ain't Dude, we could just make something up right now. Yeah, I know. And just ramble for 20 minutes. We're sponsored by... Oh, we actually are sponsored by some people, but not the podcast. Not the podcast, no. Not brought to you by anyways. So, Brian is here. He just isn't feeling talkative yeah. right now. He's sleepy. All right. So, what we wanted to do... And I'm Kyle McDonald. Philip Baker. Brian Boatner. What we wanted to do today is, guys, we have made the switch. We have swapped. This is official announcement yeah, time. Official announcement time. We have swapped camo brands after using uh, Sitka for years. Mm-hmm. And Ever we since I've known Phil. Yeah, I've been using it for over a decade. Yeah, ten years was. really. So you was actually out there when they just had Optifade then. Before that. Really. And- it was before that. Yeah, they they had that. Uh, well, regardless, yeah, we're not using Sitka anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we swapped to uh, First Light, and um, that's kind of what this podcast is going to be like. There was uh, some growing pains, and what I mean by growing pains, there was uh, trying to figure out sizes. That was kind of difficult. Yeah. Trying to figure out uh, the pieces, when and how to use them, what pieces were what. Which, I mean, when you wear a, a certain brand of camo for 10 years or whatever, you know, you're going to know what pieces do what. So you had bought every piece and sold every piece by the time it come around when it comes yeah. to Sitka, you know. So that's what we wanted to kind of bring out today. And I'm going to just let, I mean, Phil is the clothing guru. Oh, I mean, we all really learned on how to utilize our hunting clothes, you know, in different environments. You know, we could, I would say... All three of us here could wake up in the morning and go outside the tent, you know, if we're in Wyoming, elk hunting, or Colorado, or New Mexico, and be like, okay, this is what I need to wear today. And uh, we're now starting a whole new deal where we're going to have to figure out, you know, what works with what. And we actually did, we uh, filmed a little, uh, I guess you could say, review type video yeah uh, with with the first light stuff yeah, there, today's there's, there's just not a lot on the internet yeah of where that you can you know that you can actually find what mm-hmm. you need this is what ryan was talking about you can google it as far as a lot of reviews and really just on clothing in general there's just not a pile of people reviewing it and so and kind of going back to what you were saying about knowing the clothing that you need to wear when you go outside that took about years how, how important that really is super though. important for comfort yeah to be comfortable and, and and to me and you guys i know it's being comfortable is super important because it makes you enjoy your hunt more yeah. so it makes you want to hunt more because you're enjoying it so we've all felt like that you know we'd spend more money you know up until now we've had to spend extra money to make sure that we're comfortable and learning on what to pair with each other in certain temperatures. And, uh, but I will say that I am super impressed with this 
this first light gear that we've yeah. been able to get our hands on. Yeah, so for, and that's the problem. Ryan made the statement. There's really not a lot of places that you can go and just go try the stuff on. No. You know what I mean? No. And so um, – Especially first light, they're um, they just retail. Which is like Kuyu, you can't try Kuyu on anywhere either. Yeah, it's all direct. Yeah, they don't sell them at retail stores. Yeah, it's all no yeah, to my knowledge. It's kind I of mean, you can always buy the stuff and then go through the hassle of shipping it back if you don't like it. But you know, who wants to do that? I remember growing up uh, when we were, especially like with my dad, my uncle, my grandfather, and them. The they're just kind of like them down south hunt over greenfield hunters. You know, that's what they've always done. And, um, you know, our camo was like Walmart camo. Yeah. Like you really were stepping up when you got browning camo. Yeah. Browning yeah. was the yes. nice stuff. Yes. You know? And then it went to like, I guess you could say like a scent blocker. Scent blocker. And scent lock was a Scent one. lock. Yeah. And then I there was. I never could afford scent blocker. And then. And uh, that material was so nice when you finally. And we put thought it was like expensive back yeah. in the day, dude. It was like. You know, 80 well, bucks for yeah. a pair of pants. Yeah. But, uh, and then the other one was the, uh. Under Armour started making. Under Armour did make some good clothes. Yeah. They had their uh, which one was it that was pretty good? Uh, Ridge Reaper stuff and the yeah. Stormfront stuff they yeah. had. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it. Pretty good. They don't do they make camo still? I'd heard they had quit. Really? Somebody the other day, and I know that Cam Haynes still uses it, but somebody the other day was telling me that they had quit making That's their camo believe, line. Man. I don't and I don't know if they were just trying to get out of the. You know, they had with the Bowmores, they had a lot of negative light. Uh, happened only for the bear debacle yeah. about camo. Huh. And I, I'd heard that, you know, it caused some problems. I don't know. Maybe that's just hearsay. Or I'm making it up. You're making yeah. it up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, starting rumors. Yeah. Uh, you heard it here first. Yeah. That's how the podcast works. So I think that being the more controversial may push our podcast into new territory son don't get a start on politics what do we say Camp, that, campfire well, what's talking. a few things we <laughs> can say to really get this thing going <laughs> I don't limitless want to start. dude limitless I don't want to start. no no but uh first light dude it's it's a step above for sure quality yeah i, I was really impressed with the merino the merinos like kind of just floored me yeah um the when ryan got those merino tees in that will uh, the only thing i could compare it to is like you were saying icebreaker yeah. I've got some ski clothes or some snowboarding clothes that's merino. And, you know, they're just – they actually say that uh, the hunting world is always normally like several years behind like the, the uh, what do they call it, mountaineering clothes. Yeah. So normally your uh, Patagonias and North other ones. Face. Yeah, North yeah. Face. They're always a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, and kind of what these bigger companies, First Light, Sika, Kuyu, have done is they're just following the trends of – mountaineering snowboarding you know mm -hmm. camping hiking whatever yeah and it just never been done before until you know now yeah so athletic I, fit type yeah because yeah, it was just always yeah. the same old cut and it always felt like carhartt material you know mm -hmm. back in the day and it's really changed the game of you know clothing making it better to hunt like that's like that book you were telling us about dude i can't imagine doing the things dude you kind of you need to preface it so the audience kind of understands what I'm I'm talking about. So so I recently bought this book. It's called Trophies Won and Lost. And it's about you know the early 1900s of uh, you know people planning hunting trips and well a certain group and uh, 
and the different, you know, the difficulties that they had to go through compared to the difficulties that we. And this was in what the 1900s. Yeah, early 1900s, and uh, for instance, you know, it talks about I was telling Kyle, it talks about the story where the guys that get together and go hunting, they, a couple of them are from out here, you know, out east, I guess you could say, and uh, a couple of them I think are from Virginia, I believe, and the guy that is guiding them that they get a hold of he lives in alaska and they're all you know meeting in alaska to go into you know the the wilderness there into the yukon and and uh it takes the the guys the 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 guide in alaska less time to meet them in alaska um more time you said or it takes yeah it takes the guy more time the guide that lives in alaska than it did than it takes the guys coming from all the way from Virginia. So crazy, dude. Um, so on horseback, you know, and so, you know, I, I just can't imagine, you know, the the mental toughness that you would need to to do it back in the day, you know. And, and we, you know, sometimes we'll get back to the tent and be like, dude, we did like seven miles today. It's so rough. Pour me some of that mountain house. Yeah, yeah it's so <laughs> rough. Anybody got a cold Coke? Yeah, they're right here in the the, the cooler. <laughs> you know? Refrigerator, one year. Yeah. yeah, let's get our milk out it's and like, have oh, a no. here. You know, actually, it's so we're, rough. Actually, we're out. We may have to run to town real quick. Actually, we have a refrigerator right outside the tent. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. Uh, it is. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy, you know. But like Kyle's saying, you know, the gear. Oh, gear has changed. I mean, it can make or break you. I know that's when we went to New Mexico. Ryan, uh, when we done that scout trip, he learned a valuable lesson about socks and boots. Dude. And how to lace your boots. And how to lace your boots and had blisters. They were, and it was instant. It was like, hey, my feet, I feel rubbing. He and he's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll be fine. Thirty minutes, an hour later, he's like, guys, I can't walk. And we, you know, pull his shoes off, and it's just bloody. It was crazy. Yeah. I never seen nothing like it. But, I mean, there's so much, and I feel like that there's, you know, we're making strides, and and what I mean, I'm not trying to overplay it, but I feel like in the hunting world, people are starting to realize there is such a huge difference in the correct clothing, correct shoes, and it's taken years to do that. Yeah. You know, because I remember when I first started wearing a nicer brand, you know, I, I think I paid for a Kuyu Merino shirt, I can't remember what I paid for it. And people were just like, man, that's crazy that you would pay for that. Yeah. And I think it was one of my first pieces I would pay. But after they started seeing me wear and, and um, those pieces, it was like, man, that you, I could wear it. Uh, when we went to 62, yeah. you wore that one Merino shirt that you had for days and days and days in a row. So, I mean, it's really cool that we have. It's hard to, to really explain it to those people that haven't used it right because they just they don't I guess know. They, they don't know they don't understand i'll be honest though i don't know a lot of people that that elk hunt or do any kind of western hunting that yeah that true. don't hunt in the type of clothes we're talking about because they may go like once or twice but then they realize the value of you know of having really nice well, gear. Hunt like us yeah yeah i, I would have to totally agree 100 percent. yeah and it's just now making its way in the last few years, probably to the whitetail movement. Yeah. The problem with me is, dude, I always got cold. I always froze to death mm-hmm. whitetail hunting. Yeah. And it, it was, and, and I'll tell you what I would do. I would walk to the stand and sweat. 
Yeah, because you're layered so yeah. heavy. And yeah. That's something I love about this first light. They've got these zip-off pants. Dude, change the game. Oh, completely. yeah. Well, think about it when we're going hunting in Oklahoma and we're, or we're hunting public land anywhere. Mm-hmm. You're doing so much walking to the stand. Me and Trenton, when we were hunting, dude, we walked, I think we walked two and a half miles in every morning or two miles or something yeah. like that. And you walk that far and you start off and it takes you 40 minutes to walk that far. Dude, you're soaking wet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now you can wear a lighter pair of pants and, and, you know, they've got puffy pants that come over, zip down the legs. I mean, it just makes, it's just, you just put it in your pack and you can stay cool the entire time. Yeah. You know, so um, if we were Let's to. get back on the, the track here, you know, about the sizing <laughs> yeah, issues well, and yeah. things. So, you know, going towards what we had to figure out, swapping from Sitka to First Light was the sizing problems. And the only reason, we just assumed that if you're a large in Sitka, you're a large in First Light. And was that the case, Ryan? Uh, no. So what we found was basically in the jackets, you know, like Kyle was saying, we were pretty much large across the board. And that's kind of crazy, too, if you think about, because we're all, oh, and between me and you and, yeah. and, and Phil, we're pretty, we couldn't be any more uh, opposite yeah. in the build, but we were all the same size and large in most of it. But um, it turned out that First Light was built a little bit bigger in their large, and so we wound up being like a medium <clears throat> in the jackets, and then in all the shirts and everything else, we were still larges too. So I guess I got lucky, and I don't know why. I well, First Light had sent us like a little care package. We were we were gonna do a hunt in Arizona, and so they sent us some stuff. And I think you guys got y'all stuff before me, and yeah, I wound did. up changing my order before Kevin sent us or sent my stuff. So I kind of got lucky and felt like I was gonna be a medium in some of the shirts. So that's what I got ordered, and it worked out perfect. So that was the uh, one of the major the major issues with it is just figuring out what sizes we need you can do most of your research on on the website and figure out what the pieces kind of are, are built for but the sizing wasn't as as clear as uh i thought it was going to be yeah yeah it was just definitely just kind of a learning experience which i mean if you had never wore i mean if you've never wore any of these brands before uh the best thing to do is just go through the sizing chart but if you are considering making the swap uh from sitka because to me Sitka and kuyu fit really similar and then basically you could size down from your normal Sitka sizes. Yeah, if you're if you're familiar with Sitka. Right. And, and one thing that we do need to say is we all, all of us that I know of, like a a, a more athletic fit, you know, kind of tighter. Ben does wear his clothes looser than the rest yeah. of us, and he always wore a size up. Yeah. Um, but no, so um, what we learned was is the jackets – and the pants, basically any outer layer, we size down one size. And then on the base layers, which would be the um, the thermals, the t-shirts, and even the zip tee, right? Yeah, it can be considered a base yeah, layer. Yeah, base layer, one of the zip tees. We sized true, true to size. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting. And, and where you'll notice the sizing difference for me... So I'm pretty short. I noticed the torso being pretty long. I noticed the sleeves being pretty long. Now I am pretty wide, kind of thick in the chest area. The larges were okay, but the mediums did fit better under the arms on when I sized down. 
uh, for feel, it was just a little baggier under the arms is kind of what y'all ran into. Yeah, and then the arms themselves, like the sleeve lengths, you'll notice um, they're all a little bit long. And I don't know. I think I think it has something to do with the, I don't know what they call that little webbing piece at the end that your thumb fits through. Yeah. I think they construct it a little bit longer because I don't think Sitka has very many pieces like that. I know some like the Apex, I think, had. One of the core T-shirts, the long sleeve core. Had the little elastic band you put your thumb through. Well, this, they actually beefed it up, I feel like, because I've I've actually ripped some of the Sitka, like, thumb pieces, the elastic piece to keep your sleeves from sliding This is actually, like, integrated in the sleeve. Yeah, it's actually, like, yeah, sewed around, and it's, like, beefed up version of that, for sure. And I... But if you do get any of the, the long sleeve shirts, you're going to notice the sleeves are a little bit long, but don't be alarmed because they're all like that. So. Yeah. You know, the jackets were fine, though. Yeah, well, the jacket links felt. Yeah, the jacket, the jacket yeah. links felt perfectly fine. And I've got shorter arms. So, I mean, I've been, even like my, and I'll tell you what, Kuyu long sleeve t-shirts had long sleeves. And the reason I know that is because on the Sika stuff, I never altered the sleeve length on the Merinos that I had. But on Kuyu, I always had to alter the sleeve length. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's something I've been doing anyways um, for a while. Now, on the pants, we did size down on the um, – which was it? There, I mean, if you can order them in, a thir- in the waist size, um, we're all 34 in the waist. And so, I think in, in Sitka, that translated to be, what, a large? Well, I mean, Sitka in most of their pants done – the actual uh, numbers, the, the numbers, yeah. So, okay, so first light, but, light, but us, a thir- a thirty four regular in Sitka is a medium pant in first yeah, light. That's but right. an- another thing to us, yeah. An- another thing I noticed that I liked on um, first lights pants. Some of Sitka pants did this, I believe, but I noticed several pairs of the pants I bought that you only have the option of like small, medium, and large. They have like an elastic stretchy that piece on built all the way around the the waistband of the pants, and so if you were a little bit smaller an inch or two in the waist, yeah, it was gonna shrink down to fit you yeah. perfect. Like yeah. a lot of the stuff, you don't even need a belt for, honestly. Yeah, yeah. and it's I know it's rubber. like I I like it. I yeah. do too. I, I really do because it's like a custom. It, but it's fit. just in the back, like yeah, the back side uh, of the, back side the pant of, waist. Yeah. yeah, I really do, I really like that and if you're a little bigger then it just kind of stretches out to mm-hmm. where it fits yeah so you kind of get nice a little bit of leeway from like maybe like a, a 33 yeah. to like a 35 or a 32 to a 34 or something yeah. like that no you know, that's a very valid point and most of them all come with the uh little uh suspender loop thingies yeah mm-hmm. and and then some of the pants actually come with suspenders there there's definitely as far as quality so if you haven't you, you don't have a way to try it on um, that's something that we opened this box up. We got the first, well, Ryan did. Ryan got the first light box in. We're all in Texas right now. We've been out here filming. And we got this box and we opened it up and we got to see all these pieces that we've never seen before. First impressions on quality. It's, I mean, some of the highest quality stuff I've ever put my hands on. I will, I will say this. And like we've all said, yeah. we've used Sitka yeah. for a long time. There is no, to me, there's not no difference in quality. Yeah. And, and I actually am going to just totally be honest, and I, I promise you, this is the God's honest truth. And this, this is coming. is completely, in my opinion, the highest quality hunting clothes on the market. Well, and, this, and to, to preface all this of Phil saying that, 
Phil was the biggest Sitka fanboy ever. Yeah. It wasn't even close. No. Like, I didn't. The dude probably has Sitka underwear. You did, oh, didn't boy, you? Yeah. <laughs> he did have Sitka yeah. underwear. <laughs> and we were buying this stuff. It wasn't like Sitka was giving it to us. I mean, Phil had Sitka everything. Don't, don't you have a kid named Sitka or something? Yeah. <laughs> Middle names. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's what was funny. And uh, the, the people at First Light have been super awesome when they came to us. And they're like, hey, we want you to, you know, we want to work with you guys. And we've dealt with a guy named Kevin Hartlander, and he's just been incredible. Great dude. Yeah, they, they really have been super yeah. easy to work with. Yeah. And that's been awesome. Great company, you know, so far it's super high quality. Yeah. I always say super. These guys love it. Dude, this guy says super all the time. But, well, I mean, what I will say, far as the material, um, this is what I, if you're familiar with different brands, I always wore Kuyu uh, Merino. The First Light Merino is not even, it is on the same level, if not better. The, that Merino t-shirt you have, Ryan, is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is. It, Top quality. The hoodie. I, I, I forgot I ordered the, the uh, it's called the Kiln hoodie, yep. I believe. Yep. And it's a Merino. And I forgot kiln? it was in Kiln. Yeah. Yeah. And pulled that out, and I mean, it was just like, holy greatness, son. Yeah. When you slipped it on, it just it just fits. It just forms over every, you know, part yeah. on your shoulders, your arms. It I just mean, fits. Kyle was talking that there's a, you may have heard this uh, company, it's called Icebreaker, but they specialize in merino. Yeah, like and, mountaineering type. Yeah, mountaineering type. I'm pretty sure they get their stuff from First Light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. The knockoff. Yeah, First but... Uh, it's it it's it's quality or better than that. I mean, it's just super great stuff. Yeah. What's so, the the your favorite piece, Ryan? So far, I mean, if you so had to... far, I'm I'm gonna say probably the the Klamath hoodie. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a piece that is gonna be a little bit gonna have to be a little bit cooler. But since I found that Keelan hoodie, mm-hmm. I think that. And then for as far as my pants, it's gonna be the Obsidian. I think I speak for Those everybody Obsidian on that. Dude, that's gonna be so a variation. Mean, dude. That's going to be a very Adrian's going to see me wearing them to church. Yeah. yeah. I could Why shout so you, good in those Why pants, man. You yeah. could just feel the power. Just get some solace, dude. You just go. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh. Those are, that's, that combination is going to be a go-to for me, I think, throughout most of the year until it just yeah. starts getting bitter cold. But I feel like you could wear them, though, anything that didn't get hotter than, like, the 60s or 70s. Dude. The, there's no reason that you could perfect for elk because you could sweat down in them and you know yeah. that they're going to dry out yep. instantly mm-hmm. um they would have been awesome for new mexico mm-hmm. they've been a little heavy but they'd have been uh, i really what would you say probably like wyoming mornings yeah yeah because i always and i've learned this over the and this is just a little helpful tip i'll throw in there probably took me two years of hunting out west but anytime you're you're going to hike in when you leave the truck or wherever you're at, you want to be a little, a little chilly. Yeah. yeah. You do not want to be like, okay, I'm warm. I can handle this. Like you want to start going up that mountain going, man, I should have brought my other jacket. Yeah. And if you, as long as you have those pieces on, by the time you get halfway up wherever you need to go, mm-hmm. you're going to be golden because you have the quality. One thing I've learned over the last two years probably is vests. Those are yeah very that, underrated, dude. Very underrated. Because you just you know to to go you know if you've elk hunted, it's all about you know hiking in and and figuring out and working the terrain and and you're going to sweat getting in there and to to alleviate that process. Vests have 
been to me you know a, a real important piece over the last yeah because you can years. dump heat by just unzipping them yep you just wear a long sleeve lightweight shirt throw a vest on you're not freezing keeps your course you know more yeah, yeah. Yep. No, that's true what about you phil what's your favorite piece so far what do you think it is that uh klamath hoodie yes the klamath hoodie you wouldn't take it off <laughs> i've got it i'm thoroughly going through your bags before you leave yeah. this place i'm gonna sneak out of here dude i'm gonna walk to the airport <laughs> but yeah the klamath hoodie and like he said the obsidian pants i do I, i'm looking forward to those pants and then the guide light yeah. pants because i like the ascent pants um and they they compare to those to me from the the sitka pants so yeah them guide lights are going to be great for if you if it's in the 30s or 40s probably high 30s low 40 i mean all the way through the 40s in a morning hunt where you got a lot of walking uphill to do Mm -hmm. and then you're going to be coming back in the heat of the day yeah and dude you could rock them pants and you could even put the zip on it's one of my favorite pieces is the zip on base layers put them on first thing in the morning you get your zippers one thing that i was going to say i forgot the zippers to me are higher quality for sure than than sitka stuff they're just a just, heavier duty. Just a heavier. Yep. And I've had you know stuff happen with the Sitka zippers. It's just I think they're just. That's what. Yeah. I, I feel like honestly sitting here thinking about it and listening to y'all talk like it, it's almost like you know Sitka has always led the way. Yeah. In quality, you yeah. Know, they've always set the standard, but it's almost like First Light. I don't know if they've just kind of taken what a lot of these other high quality company you know clothing companies have done and just made improvements on them yeah and they've really hit it out how to hit it out of the park on a lot of their stuff yeah it's just like a it's like they are not skimping on quality yeah yeah Yeah. well we've talked about this and you know basically the the purpose of uh podcasting is just giving our opinions you know but we've talked about this like with uh, psc and matthews and just these different brands Mm -hmm. and we were talking about the other day that it just seemed like for years you know it would just seem like that only the cool kids shot matthews you know what i mean oh and i'm i'm case in point on that like just i've got sucked into that yeah and it's really like opening my eyes working with some of these companies yeah and actually giving some of them the time of day to just actually try it and you know, of course, everybody's gonna, you know, gonna think they're we're talking like this because, you know, of course, we're working with these oh, companies. Sure. But Don't God's you do it, you honest people. truth, <laughs> yeah, God's honest truth. It's it's opened my eyes to like what Kyle's saying. It's just like it's just a stereotype. Yeah, like, it really is. It really is. Like, it's like if you uh, if you're gonna hunt, you got to shoot a Matthews. Why, why is that? Well, everybody else does it. Well, you know? we ran a test. I mean. And we've got a video that's coming out about it that, you know, and, and even, so let's say, because we haven't um, had uh, PSC bows, but for just a few months. Don't say too much because we may I, have I this podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I don't want to ruin that. I'm not going to yeah. ruin everything. But we were in tests, like with decibel readers and, I mean, just just to see, you mm-hmm. know, because when Matthews is the smoothest, the quietest. And the Very, results. You'd be surprised on the results. The results are Very surprising. Close. Very Because close. it's a... Um, Ah, what's the word? It's just like a preconceived notion, you know, yeah. like, oh, in the outdoors, it must be the best. And, and, I'm, and, yeah. and Every, honestly, like, we all went into it thinking, oh, we think yeah, that the boat, the, you know why? We, the you know, we think guy, it, yeah. yeah, the bow shop guy. We, and, and it's like this big, huge, popular belief type yeah, thing. Yeah, and that, you know why? It's because people told us. Which yeah, I've people never told us. I've yeah. never seen a video of the, these bows com- 
compared to each other. Yeah, but I've never, just, I literally have never seen a decibel reader no, video. I've just always been told it just, oh, it's oh, quieter. Yeah, it's, it's a Matthews. Yeah, it's just quieter. PCs yeah. are loud. Like, why is that, though? Yeah. <laughs> We're not saying Ma- the, the, the Matthews isn't the quietest bow in this video coming out. We're just saying it's We're surprising. Yeah, just, you, just, just have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. but but there's so many, uh, like Ryan said, stereotypes. Are there so many things that in the hunting world that everybody thinks, oh, it must just be the best. It must, must just must be the best. Yeah, and it's really not the case. And and like Ryan said, working with these companies has really opened up my eyes to go, hey, there are options out there mm-hmm. that are better options, mm-hmm. you know, or they are equivalent options. Yeah. Maybe that you don't even have to spend the same amount. Definitely not like miles apart type no, stuff. Yeah, no, not like, oh, th- you know, we're talking Michael Jordan and then just somebody that we don't even know. Yeah, Muggsy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, you know, I think um, for me that what I would say is is there are pieces in first light that I wished I would have known about a long time ago. Yeah. But I was so on the Sitka wagon that I, you know, I had never up until that point, and I had had some first light pieces. I knew they had great merino, um, and it was just one of them things that. I, but I didn't try other pieces, and they have pieces that I could have saved money on, that are on the same level of quality, if not better. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you think about, um, and first light isn't a uh, far as uh, pricing goes. Um, they are priced more reasonable than Sitka, but it's definitely just not cheap. Yeah, you know. Um, so I, I would encourage anyone listening to this podcast to start looking at it, and I really love the pattern. Mm-hmm. The solids that you get out of them yeah. are awesome. And they this uh, summer, they've got their whole new uh, whitetail line that they're coming out yeah. with, which yeah. we haven't been able to, uh, you know, take a look at yet. But I'm would, pumped about that. Yeah. I really like the pattern. I mean, it's no secret. It's been out for a yeah. while. Yeah, when do they produce it? Uh, like November or something? When they, uh, when they come out with the pat, yeah. yeah, yeah, they announced it. But they're gonna have a whole new line, like specific white new tail pieces, yeah, yeah pieces, yeah. which will be sick because yeah. we have a white tail season lined out this year. Yeah, I like, I like it. I like the competition. Yeah. I like seeing First Light do stuff like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like making moves to show people that there's other options. Oh yeah, and and I mean it's it it shows with the people that they're working with. They just signed Levi Morgan on. Yeah. You know, I mean, Levi, it doesn't get much bigger than Levi Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Friday. Yeah. Did that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think it, I think it's freaking awesome, you know, that they're, like Ryan's saying, that they're doing that. And it just goes the same way with PSE, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the people that PSE's brought on board, I'm not saying us, but I'm just saying just in general, all these companies, I think for years maybe the hunting world was just dominated. And it kind of seems to be the thing within the hunting world that they're just dominated by one brand. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's kind of the tides are turning a little bit. And everybody's getting more competitive, you know. I don't know. I, and I tell you another thing that's crazy, and you won't know it until you shoot one. Is shoot the new EVL if you can. And I know this podcast ain't about bows, but we're just talking about brands and and what you get for what you pay for and whatnot. Shoot the new EVL, fill the hand shock, which is something that people have complained about about PSE, mm-hmm. and then go shoot the new Matthews, and then go shoot the new Hoyt. Yeah, you'll be surprised what you'll find out. Yeah. You know, and that's just a, I would say, just a super honest opinion. Yeah, don't be so stuck that, and we're not saying we was stuck. We just had something we knew, and, you know, I guess you could say stuck, but, you know, don't be so, I mean, be open-minded that there is other options that, that may or may not fit what you need. 
that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, start looking on um, the video that we have coming out about First Light and a lot of the reviews. You get a chance, check out that video. It'll By the time we release this podcast, this will be one of the uh, sooner things that we do release. But just watch our channel for it, and we're going to start doing trying to do more of an eye-opener to First Light pieces. And there's, there's a few videos out there. But one thing that, like, let's just say that our listeners mix camo like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would say, number one, do not overlook any First Light base layers at all, period. Anything Merino, it's 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 easily superior to anything else. Yeah. You know, so if you're like, hey, I'm str- I had a guy uh, write me the other day, and he's like, hey, Kyle. He's like, um... He's like, I'm, he, he's always getting cold, and he, he can't figure out how to layer, how to strip stuff off, you know, whatever. And um, he's like, you know, what do you suggest? And this was before we had gotten all our stuff in. I said, well, I know that I've got a shipment of First Light in. The pieces that I do have are incredible. And um, at the and I, this has been months ago. Um, I say months ago. This has been back in January, December. Yeah, two months. Yeah, two months ago. And I said, you know, I had always been on the Kuyu wagon when it had came to the base layers because I wasn't really crazy about the Sudka stuff. Um, now that I've got my hands on this, I mean, you can lay it side by side. Um, I would just highly suggest checking out the base layers. And then, like Ryan was saying, them obsidian pants are just awesome. That Uncompadre jacket, dude. Oh, I love the puffy, yeah. I wore it all in Colorado mm-hmm. with skin. Mm-hmm. Some killer pieces. So, you know, we've this is a we're at thirty three minutes on this podcast, and I know that uh, we're just trying to get back in the swing of things of doing a couple of these. But you know, what do you want to, uh, Ryan? What are your final thoughts on this? Um, I would just say give it a give it a try. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're if you're in limbo about it. And maybe you're using Sitka or Kuyu or another brand, um, and you like hunting out west, and you want to try some different pieces. Order you a couple pieces of the stuff that we're talking about, and just give it a shot. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. The cool thing is, you could get the solids, and you could and you could wear it. And mm-hmm. the good thing about any of these, you know, companies that you're working with, the the value, uh, you know, and I just sold a bunch of Sitka stuff, obviously, but the value of the stuff, stuff if you don't like it, off the shelf, so I couldn't keep it. Yeah, know? I mean it's. People are just waiting for people. It, to post it, you stuff. know, quality hunting clothes in general. General. Yeah. So it's an investment. I mean, yeah. you're going to get your money back. Yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, definitely. Well, what about you, Phil? What's some closing statements? I mean, you pretty much, you know, hit on it. Uh, definitely, if you're if you're thinking about upgrading into the higher end, I guess you could say, hunting clothes. I think that you definitely don't want to ignore the search for first light and and give it a, a, a serious thought you, you def, definitely will not be disappointed yep i like it i like it well i think this podcast kind of will give you a really general idea you know hey guys we're making the swap check out that youtube video um sorry that we have been lacking so much we're gonna do better yeah it's just crazy yeah <laughs> uh, we, we got to figure out how to do this thing we're overall. making a commitment Let's make let's make a commitment. To we'll not in front we'll, of we'll put yeah. a podcast out. Well, every we could week. do we could do like what um 
what we did with uh, Southern we Ground. Do them Zoom calls and Just stuff. Do the yeah. Zoom call. Yeah. So we're, we're going to make a commitment on this podcast, Colin Pillar. That uh, <laughs> Ryan, when we started this podcast, we're, we're is like, going guys, I ain't to make sure it. we put at least one podcast out every week until elk season. And there's just no reason oh. to not. <laughs> what? Well, here's the thing. There shouldn't be any reason why we can't. Well, because we'll already be we'll be together again in two yeah. weeks, and we just yeah. got to do one more. We're going to honestly do we just need to record our daily conversations <laughs> and throw it on there. <laughs> Today, I actually like slap Phil. I was like, dude, save that for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> he was saying good things. We do need to do a podcast of just like us because we don't have any podcast with just personality in it. You know, mm-hmm. when we first started, you and uh, Ben had y'all's. Uh, Welcome to the jazz show with yeah. the, you know, it's like the yeah. romance station or yeah, something. No, two points. Trying to yeah. sound real. <laughs> what was that? What did you call it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What was that uh, Chris Brown song? Do you remember? The guy calls in and he can't get his girlfriend to like fall in love with him or something. I know you're talking about. I, I cannot remember what it was. That's what Phil and Ben sounded like. We gave them a pretty big time for it. But all right. Well, look. We could probably keep rambling on. Make sure you guys uh, share this podcast with your buddies. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, if you follow us on Instagram, YouTube, whatever, message us. Give us some ideas. We are going to do some bow fishing stuff. We're going to let uh, JJ, and I'll actually share that on a bunch of groups. Uh, We're going to interview JJ next, which will be the next podcast after this one. Um, We want ideas on what you guys want us to talk about in the podcast, interviews with other people. Uh, etc. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the Unguided Outdoors podcast signing off.